everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Mandalorian the Podcast. As always, I'm Corey with Perfectly Honest Podcast, and I have with me today, Maddie B. Yo. How's it going? I'm super fucking excited about this. I We have been waiting for a while to do this. We didn't want to do it too soon. We didn't want to get you guys too amped up, but just to let you know, about a month and a half away. No, not even a month and a half. What am I saying? Literally weeks. three weeks. Yeah. We are going to have Mandalorian and we're going to have Disney Plus. So I'm pretty fucking excited. I don't know about you. I know you are. I don't know about you guys, but we're fucking excited. The only reason I haven't pre-ordered yet is because I'm waiting for the Hulu package to be included with it. That is ad free and I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well. But you bet your bottom dollar I'll be there. Um, I'll purchase it when I purchase it. Right. Which will be before it's released. We might get logins and share it because, let's be honest, we're all poor. But we do love Mandalorian and we do love Star Wars. And that's why we're both here. Now, Matt is a little bit on the fringe, a.k.a. this is all he does. Live and breathe. I'm on the outer die. Yeah, right. Uh, he is a Mandalorian himself. Um, <laughs> you know, me, I grew up with Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Um I'm not that crazy into it uh, as far as like the extended novel universe. Um, that's kind of a good thing because they kind of decided that wasn't canon anyways. But yeah, they can <laughs> pound sand on that one. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of mixed feelings about that. But uh, yeah, for right now, um, you know, definitely Matt is going to be our product expert as far as the Mandalorian. But um, I'm here for kind of like the every person perspective and someone who's definitely dived a little bit into the Star Wars universe and has some questions and going to reel Matt and make sure that we're not going too crazy. Um, but for this one, we kind of just want to talk about what is kind of the universe that we're getting started into. What are we expecting from the series and uh, what are we looking forward to? So, Matt. Let's just start for people that have absolutely no fucking idea what we're talking about. I feel like we're going back to Star Wars with the show. Back to Star Wars. I do. I feel like we're back going I feel like we're going back to the roots, like the things that I grew up with. Well, so we had a conversation a little earlier. So um we also do a couple other podcasts, and Matt has been so gracious to actually grace us with his presence and be on those other podcasts as well. So check those out. Um link in the description. But we were talking a little earlier and you know, the creative uh, people behind this, go ahead and tell me what you were telling me in the kitchen. But basically, this is going to be kind of interesting because we have some of the creative forces that were behind Iron Man and a couple other things. Yeah, you got you got John Favreau and Dave Filoni, I think is how you say his name. Filoni. Yeah. Um, and I think both of them are in their own right, very respectable they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, John Favreau, obviously, um, you know, Iron Man uh, and uh, Chef. And then he's got that new show on Netflix, Chef Show, mm-hmm. um, which is like a just really candid look at him and his personality and stuff. But um, but just what he did, like launching the MCU, I think is, I just think speaks very highly of his just presence in the industry. Um, well, and that's what I think naturally, I mean, someone who maybe isn't even so much into Iron Man and appreciating all of that, but I think anyone can really appreciate like exactly what you said, launch the Marvel universe. And do you think that's what Disney's kind of grabbing at here? Is this something where, you know, 
Disney kind of inherited Star Wars franchise, mm-hmm. and it was in this kind of very unique time. And you know, some of us I'm not sure inherited is the right word. That was a very purchased expensive. it with a lot of fucking money. Yeah, um, but you know what I mean. It was kind of in this in between phase where it was like, okay, we have these old Star Wars movies which fans love, and we almost don't want to touch them. We have the new Star Wars, you know, Episode One, Two, and Three, which George Lucas kind of pissed on a little bit, depending yeah. on who you talk to. And then now we have this new era with these new Star Wars films with The Force Awakens and everything. And, and there's you know, overall really consensus, mixed, yeah. very mixed, exactly yeah. like you're saying. You know, I think it's a lot like Star Wars Episode 1, 2, and 3. If you were a very young kid when they came out, I think a lot of those people actually kind of have fond memories of it. Well, I mean, I still have fond I mean, I remember seeing Phantom Menace in theaters. You can see it is what it is, you know, but you also had a lot of those films to kind of have a backbone of like, okay, this is this is different. It's definitely yeah. a different vein. And I think that's what these new movies are. But like you said, I think this is a chance for us to go back to have this TV series and to have a lot, you know, the, the thing with movies too is right. You got one chance to make it or break it. And you can't really, you can't really pivot from that. Right. And I mean, yeah, you'll have spinoffs, but it's, it's billions of dollars almost it seems like sometimes you know like it's just un- unfathomable and now tv shows are definitely getting like this and this has an extreme budget so oh, you know yeah. it's not going to be, be you know it's not going to be chintzy or anything like that but like there's a little bit more fine-tuning involved and i think this is going to really set up disney plus to have a lot of shows in the future that can have this extended amazing universe that is star wars there's a lot of source material you know there's a lot of things that aren't canon but like fans love well them. they're picking and choosing from it which exactly. i think is i think is great um but but back back to the but the the producers um you know like i really like john favreau obviously uh with what he did um but when i found out that um dave was involved he i think the star wars fans are really happy with him just because of how faithful to the original content that he's mm-hmm. been he gets it he very very much gets star wars he gets star wars the way the fans get star wars and he's been very faithful with it um the attack of or not the attack of the clones um the clone wars series um rebels he's written a bunch of that stuff and has he just has his finger on the pulse Mm -hmm. so the fact that he's involved speaks very highly to what we're going to get out of it um but uh on top of that when I say that it's going back to the roots, it's going back to like, you, know, you watch the trailer and um, I mean, and, and a lot of people have already talked about it, but it really does feel like you're getting back to like a spaghetti Western um, and kind of nitty gritty Star Wars, not yeah. so much a child Star Wars, yeah. which and is I kind mean, of interesting and, and the, coming from this uh, Clone Wars Rebels universe, which is definitely in that vein of it's a cartoon, you know, it was definitely marketed towards kids. Um, and, but maybe, thematically they keep it, they keep it, they keep it real in those. Definitely. Like it, it definitely is more mature than a lot of other of the similar vein. But, um, this is my question to you. Do you think that, um, so, you know, episode one, two, and three was basically George Lucas kind of has said at this point, Hey, it was to grab in a new audience because it had been such a amount of time that really, you know, what we needed to do to bring up this franchise was to get all these kids involved and do that. I think these new, um, like the force awakens and these films are kind of doing that again, kind of this a little bit delayed, but this is kind of giving everyone else 
what they want. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rogue One. A lot of people, a lot of the, a lot of the older fans, I think, really appreciated Rogue One just mm-hmm. because of. I just feel like it hit. It struck the chord that we remembered, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what we're gonna get. And um, they're channeling a lot of like the older, you know, like um, Akira Kurosawa films. Yeah. Um, which, if you if you go back and you look at like uh, Star Wars: A New Hope episode four um and you kind of watch like that movie and then you watch hidden fortress by akira kurosawa Mm -hmm. um there's undeniable similarities between the two of them and um and kurosawa's was influenced by western um movies and in fact i think even um the lead role uh pedro pascal even says that he's like channeling Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the role. So I, uh, yeah, I, I'm so, I am so beyond excited. Like, yeah, definitely. When we have a really good cast too, I think that's something that like from the get go, when this was first being sprinkled in, we were like, why is this Disney plus? Like, what's it going to be? Then we found out there was going to be some of the original series. Then we found out there was a star Wars we found out this cast and like, it's just amazing. Um, a well, lot I mean, of it's great flagship people. now it's there. Yeah. It is almost what is selling the subscription at this point. Like you've got a lot of oh, yeah. Marvel stuff that's coming out too. Um, in fact, I think there's even another, uh, star Wars series of a Kenobi series that they're talking about doing or that I've heard rumors. Of I'm not surprised. Like, I think, you know, people are going to crave more. Yeah. There's no way they're not. And I don't know if we know at this point how many episodes exactly, but, I can guarantee you it's going to be enough to wet our beaks and we're going to say, take my goddamn money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's another thing for a streaming platform that is really interesting is, you know, traditional media, this is packaged in with, you know, like your discovery, whatever is usually what Disney is, but like, this is a separate streaming service. And this is what I think Netflix and Hulu and when these all diversify, you know, they're really, Disney's going to be taking all their stuff onto Disney plus, you know, Hulu is also kind of going with that at what point is it like, Hey, we have to have a lot of original content and, you know, Netflix has had its jump start on there and, you know, they are a little bit more indie and there's not a lot of, you know, name brand franchises on there, but they have the head start. And so it's like, at least with Netflix, really you can go on and you can find a lot of original series that they've had for years going if on. I was, if I was a gambling man, I'd be putting money on Netflix in November. I'd be buying something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, they're going to dip. Oh yeah. Totally. They're already dipping. My point is, though, you know, after this initial series, what are they going to have to entice people to continue paying that membership? They have to have more content. You oh, know? with Disney? Yeah, and I think a lot of the, oh the stuff God, is... there's so much. There's so much, but I think for a lot of people, you look at it, it's like people with families, no-brainer, right? But people that don't have kids, I think it's a little bit more of a proposition that they have to say, hey, here you go, and Star Wars is a blank check, like, just take my money, you know? I'm biased. I, I can't I can't accurately answer that question because <laughs> yeah. I I like the MCU I like Star Wars yeah. and I mean <laughs> they're pulling all their properties off of Netflix uh you know all like yeah. everything apparently oh yeah and uh and then they're bringing out they're even bringing out um like old animated movies that they've had in the Disney Vault that they're Forever. not <clears throat> there's they're some not weird shit on there um I think middle of last week they just announced like everything that's going on there. It was kind of a weird flex because there's a lot, but there's some really bad stuff on there too. 
there's some stuff I remember from watching Disney Channel when I was growing up, and I was like, this is bad then. Well, now it does not live up to the test of time, but there's definitely it's some a weirdness. Lot. Definitely a lot. But, you know, it is what it is. For sure. And for six ninety nine, I'm not going to complain too <laughs> much. Complain that much? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Bundle it with Hulu. I already paid for it. It's like no brainer for me. Yeah. Um. Okay. So before we get too distracted with this, because obviously we got a little time before this comes out, we might have another little bit of a, an extended talk have before. A um. But let's, I want to make sure that we're including people that might not be completely caught up. I think everybody knows like, you know, a Mandalorian. Okay. They think of Boba Fett typically, right? Mm-hmm. But probably, well, maybe not. Cause maybe not anymore. But let's just go into. I don't into... think they ever like explicitly in the in the OG movies. I don't think they ever talked about it. I just feel like that's what people think of when they think of it if they don't know Star Wars really that well. But I mean, if you watch Clone Wars, if you've watched a couple other things, if you've read the the novels, like, can you just go into like what what is a Mandalorian? Like, what is their culture, and what are we expecting to see from this titled show? Well, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like a weird two-pronged thing because you got the the og expanded universe stories and then you have the new canon um that really most of it comes from the the series that dave filoni's i I swear to god if i'm mispronouncing his name i'm gonna be upset with myself um that he was involved in the clone wars animated and rebels yeah where they kind of flesh out the the new canon story of of the mandalorian but um there's a planet Mandalore, they were uh, a warrior race at some point, well-renowned, uh, deadly, and uh, they, um, their their planet got messed up. Their society got kind of jacked up. And do we know why it was messed up? Well, there was I mean, wars and just a bunch of at, wars. At some point in the past, they they fought a war against the Jedi. Remind me if I'm wrong, because I have watched all Clone Wars. I have not watched any of Rebels, but um, I want to say that they're almost set up a little bit like um, like a Republic back in um, Rome or Greece. Like everyone was kind of expected to have military training, but um, it wasn't like like they would do that for a little while. And then they were expected kind of to take office and stuff. And they were. Well, I mean, it, like I said, it kind of depends because you've got these two different conflicting, yeah, conflicting things. things. But, um, you know, me growing up reading the books and stuff like Mandalore and the Mandalorians, they were they a lot of times they were depicted as like farmers almost like, mm-hmm. you know, they would go home and they would settle. And and all of a sudden, if, if conflict arose, you know, you open up the little cellar door and there's this 500 year old suit of armor that's been handed yeah. down and. You know, you, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're a badass, but you're, you're growing potatoes. Yeah. Totally. Until you're called to, to duty or whatever. Um, so I really liked that. I really liked that, that, you know, peaceful warrior kind of, kind of thing. Plus their armor is just cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, the fact that they were called on to kind of like lead the charge against like, freaking jedi man like they're they're obviously they know their shit yeah they're not to be messed with but um in the new canon as far as i'm aware like they that came back to bite them 
and uh, they weren't eradicated, but they were definitely weakened greatly. Yeah. So um, they kind of morphed into this bounty hunter mercenary um, kind of culture. Do what they had to to raise the money. Basically, yeah. yeah. And then in the um, in the animated series, and I and honestly, I haven't even watched all of it. And frustratingly, because I remember it used to I have to pay like a dollar ninety nine per episode to to get it off of iTunes or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was like the only place that I could find, find it. Find it, yeah. Uh, legitimately, yeah. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, but yeah. also I had no idea about finding anything else like that back then. Um, and it just wasn't, uh, I mean, I still bought like a bunch of the freaking episodes, Yeah, but I like couldn't always justify it. Cause it's like 20 minutes for like $2 and, and it went, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. It's like, I need to fix, but, um, so there's some, there's some stuff that, uh, that I, I recall watching, but you know, there's some other stuff that I feel like I missed. And it's funny that John Favreau, uh, coming back to him, he voiced one of the Mandalorian characters in the Clone Wars series, uh, Vizsla, Previsla. I'm not sure if that's the right name for him, but yeah. um, he's a guy that like tries to take over Mandal as Mandalore. Yeah, because it's like you have, you have the planet Mandalore, and then the people that live there are Mandalorians, but then you have the leader, and the leader is Mandalore. Yeah, and I'm honestly a little bit confused about everything because. You know, you watch the the Clone Wars movies, yeah, or or not the Clone, um, uh, Attack on the Attack Attack of the Clones, yeah, yes, Episode Two, yes, and uh, you have Jango Fett, who I was under the impression he was Mandalore at one point, but then I just like read something the other day that said that he wasn't even Mandalorian; he just had the armor. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, so then so then that means by extension that Boba Fett isn't Mandalorian, which whatever, uh, fine, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um but uh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's convoluted. Totally. And that's what I think we're really looking forward. Like that's the one thing that I think is such an awesome place for Disney to play around with in this is like you know, Mandalorian, we all like know this from different parts. If it's, you know, just from, you know, Buffett, that kind of stuff, if it's from the Clone Wars, but there's still a lot that's like, well, let's play around with that. It's not concrete right now. It's not concrete. And there's a lot for them to do to make it canon that I think we can really be impressed with and really will open up the door for a lot of stuff, maybe even here to come, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a really cool sandbox to play in, so I'm really excited by it. I'm super stoked about the the cast. I'm I'm stoked about the setting. The trailer, like it, definitely looks like they're just they're dumping a ton of money into it, which is what needs to happen. But I think that's what Disney I think is learning, and which is why I'm really thankful for this. Is like you can't just dump a ton of money at something and not actually have like the passion behind it. And like the, what the fans want, you know, like you can't do just complete fan service. Cause like, obviously like you have to open up new markets. There's new demographics you need to get involved. Like, um, I think that's a lot of the concern with like the new movies is, you know, China's opening up a huge market in Asia. And so like a lot of this new introduction of characters and stuff was like to kind of feed that, 
but it kind of felt a little weird. Well, the thing about the the thing about the new movies that I think frustrates me, and I'm and I'm I'm speaking for myself. If other people agree with me or not, that's fine. But yeah, um, I got frustrated, and and this is part of the reason why I'm so excited about Mandalorian, and why I'm saying it's like going back to my childhood, is because I feel like the new movies kind of, to a certain extent, were like almost they were almost erasing or like overriding rewriting the original trilogy yeah um for this new audience and i mean it's like it's weirdly you know it's like you can you can actually like look at a breakdown of the movies and it's like oh that's that's a new hope oh wait that one's uh empire strikes back yeah the the one that just came out not the well yeah the one that most recently came out yeah um you got an ice planet, rebel base. Yep, totally. You know, uh, they there's like this smooth talking guy on a gambling planet that betrays the the characters. It's you know, it's a weird it's a weird like one to one ratio for mm-hmm. these, for the scripts. It's and a reimagining, I, but it's in like a yeah different just, vein. Yeah, but I think so. This is the thing though is you know. I can't help but kind of feel like Disney did this thing where they're like, hey, Star Wars, cool. Like, we have all of this. We got a lot of money. Like, let's throw them together and make a story. Just like they would, like, with a Lilo and Stitch or, like, a fucking Frozen or whatever, you know? They're like, we're good. We're, we're good at making stories. We can do that. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. But what they forgot is, like, hey, like, there's a lot of people that really passionately love this universe and this story, and they grew up, and they they were playing fucking pretend with all the action figures and the guns and the collectibles and the Legos and da 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 Yeah. And we're going to go back to that of like, oh, hey, these are people that are really fucking passionate about this. It's a story that needs to be told. It's not someone reimagining something because it's its whole new thing, but yeah. it's really steeped in that like, you know, dogma of Star Wars. But at the same time, yeah, we got a lot of fucking money. This is on this. this is the Star Wars for all the kids that sat on their bed and tried to close their door with their mind. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, yeah. It it will be great. Um, well, I mean, it, like all you would have to tell me, honestly, like given and and not to like, you know, s the d of uh, John and Dave, but um, <laughs> right, but uh. But if you if you told me a year ago, no, actually not a year ago. If you told me in May of 2019 that they were doing a TV series and it was going to be the Double Ds, I would have been like, "Fuck you," you know. Like I'm mm-hmm. s- still a little bit butt hurt. Yeah, about season eight. But oh yeah. Uh, and they are doing the new trilogy for Star Wars. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that yeah. goes. But, uh, but you know, and it's like a choice between John and Dave or the double D's. It's like, oh, John and Dave for sure. Cause I just feel like they have the fucking finger on the pulse. Yeah. They really, I, yeah. Beyond. And <clears throat> If anybody wants to see like a little bit of like kind of like prequel 
to the John and Dave uh, love fest that's happening. Uh, there's that show on Netflix, um, Chef Show. That's, yeah. That's John Favreau. And there's an episode where um, they go to Skywalker Ranch and they're making food. And it's everything that's on Skywalker, Skywalker Ranch, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. They're, they're doing all like, you know, uh, I don't know what that's called. It's not not organic I mean like farm to table or whatever something like that kind of like that I don't know uh, they walk out into the back and pick all the vegetables and kill some chickens and shit that's off screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> the lightsabers um, and uh, and they invite Dave in and it's just like the conversation that's happening the riffing between John and Dave it's just like you know that there's some like good communication there and you can tell how much both of them really enjoy the universe yeah and it's like you it's it's like you and me sitting here talking about it like they're fucking excited they're like little kids talking about it and that's why i'm so that's why i'm just so happy that they're involved yeah because i feel like it's in, in really good hands they actually care about it yeah 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 they're gonna be pissed off if it doesn't work out and <laughs> instead of being like yeah that didn't work and it was kind of crappy and there was some budgetary things they're like legitimately going to be upset about it yeah like they're just I mean, I think Dave's probably I I would almost I would almost suspect that he's like used to it at this point cuz but I mean I think to some extent both of them are like little kids that are just like so happy that they get to they get to play with these toys. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we've kind of SMDs <laughs> yeah. to quote a phrase. Uh what are some things that you're worried you're going to be disappointed in? I mean, I'm worried that I'm going to be let down. Yeah. Like, I'm really what are, going with low expectations. Put, put it, it this way. if What is something that would happen that you could see happening that will make you go, you know, maybe they can save it here a little bit further, but this is a turnoff. <laughs> Politicizing. I get really, I get really frustrated if you, if you try to like, I mean, social commentary has its place. Yeah, we were just talking about Watchmen. Yeah, you know that's a perfect venue for that kind of thing, um, and and Star Wars always has had a social commentary. Um, you know, growing up, uh, the Empire was xenophobic. Like the Empire was anti-alien, and you know, it was a very kind of like structured, homogenous kind of thing where the rebellion was much more inclusive, you know, yeah. and, and that in and of itself is a social commentary. And that's the kind of thing that's fine because that is star Wars. Yeah. Um, but there's sometimes I feel like just some cheap, you know, like yeah. you watch it like 15 years later and it's like, doesn't really make sense in the same universe. Yeah. Um, so I'll be let down if, they take the easy route in that regard. Um, you know, I feel like you should tell a story. Ultimately, that's what I want. I want a story. I want a well-written story. Mm -hmm. You know, I want something that impacts me emotionally. I want to uh, feel for the characters. I want to understand the characters. And I want to walk away from it. I mean, I, I would obviously, I'd love to walk away from it fulfilled, you know? Yeah. Um. And uh, 
I think the other thing that would let me down would be if uh, it ends up feeling like a cash grab. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want I want to feel like it's been taken care of. Yeah, totally. Um, and I feel like they've already done that in recent years with the new movies not the not the new trilogy necessarily like a new trilogy kind of like rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. there's parts about it that i love um there's just like certain scenes in those those movies that are just fucking awesome like force awakens when kylo like stops the laser bolt yeah midair that was yeah. sick like there's there's some things that they just they did really well visually yeah amazing um but i didn't i didn't feel the same like emotional impact yeah but then they made rogue one and rogue one was like yo like you, this is this is star wars like you're speaking my language like this is some mm-hmm. there's a level of darkness to it there's a level totally. of like self sacrifice um see I, and i think that's for me like the story right mandalorian's bounty hunters right mm-hmm. i really don't want to have some pg bullshit <laughs> exactly. right yeah. like i don't the want the trailer to be shows like, some guy getting cut dad. in half yeah you know and it better be all like that Keep it because up. that's what i want <laughs> you know like and that's the thing i think that you know as disney acquires all these properties and it, it, this has become a conversation with deadpool right because they acquired deadpool's rights and they're gonna let it stay rated r like there needs to be a little bit of grace where it's like, you know what, Disney, you're a billion dollar conglomerate. You need to have a little bit of diversification. Not everything is going to be for kids. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, think about it. Like Star Wars, Star Wars is always originally for kids. You know, it was designed as a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, but it was also entertaining for adults to come. And that's why. Well, it was, but not, but, but let's think about this as far as like a financial thing too. Yeah. Kids aren't spending toys. money. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like parents are spending money. Yeah. Yes. Let's have the thing. Let's have star Wars for kids too. Okay. Like, so that you totally. got the, there's you got room the for all of it. Exactly. Yeah. But like, what about the kids that grew up? You know, like I have, I have close friends. I have parents of close friends that, you know, 10 years older than I am that still absolutely love star Wars. Like, yeah. What about them? Oh yeah. You know? And I just, and I, and I guess, I guess to a certain extent, that's my hope is that they're targeting an older demographic for this specific show. Yeah. I think that is always, you know, like the, the classic nerd like decision, right. It's like, are you a star Wars or a star Trek? Right. And I think you can be both totally. And I, I, I think I am <laughs> a little bit right. But like, that's kind of the thing that's always been separated Star Wars and Star Trek to me is like Star Trek. Every episode has a morality to it. Right. And like a, a futurism, like choice of like, hey, you know, think about this. And it's commentary on today. Right. Star Wars usually didn't have that. There was like a little bit of, you know, an ethical dilemma, but like sprinkled in there and most of it is just like really fun star trek though always had a little bit of cheese to it you know well i think star wars 
really, I think everyone at the end of the day is like, yeah, I'd be a fucking bounty hunter, right? Well, I mean, if you have taste. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I think that I think the difference between the two is, well, I think, I think if you're accurately defining both of them, one is fantasy and one is science. Like one, one's one science fantasy, one science fiction. Yeah. Um, I think that for people that are more intellectually minded, um, Star Trek is is probably what they're going to lean towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if people are more spiritually minded, Star Wars is probably going to be what they lean towards, just because. Yeah the 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 overarching themes of them are different in that regard like not to get on a complete side tangent but star trek's very logical yeah you know like you can go to this planet but don't interfere you know like let things go the with and like the prime directive and all that stuff yeah. and star wars is like fuck that <laughs> star wars is like well you know there's there's good and evil, mm-hmm. and you should be the champion of good or or whatever. Unrest the evil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole. I mean, like that's literally like that's a whole another psychological conversation about spirituality and and what are what 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 is Star Wars like based off of and philosophy and all this other stuff. But um, but if we're just looking at it as the entertainment factor, hell yeah, bounty hunters. Like, please. That's, I think that, you know, so we, we talked about the chicken guy. I cannot remember what you said his actual name is from, uh, Esposito. Yes. Gian, Giancarlo. Giancarlo. I'm going to butcher everyone's names probably. Whatever his name is. It just throws back to like Breaking Bad and like what a successful hit that was. Mm -hmm. And it's because it was like, it was so fucking real and like Mm -hmm. dirty and this, you know, like it's real life. I mean, look at the world we live in, right? And that's what I just hope that we have a little bit of with this, you know? Yeah. And I, and I thematically, I'm really excited about going back to that, you know, spaghetti western. Um, like, I don't know. I, I'm still such a fanboy about certain things. Like, I mm-hmm. remember watching like Yo Jimbo and the other Kurosawa movies when I was growing up, like black and white films and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, there's a level of grit and suspense. So, are you thinking this is gonna be anti-hero? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much every Western, right? Like, yeah. When you get down to it, I mean, it's someone having to kill a bunch of people to get shit done. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 either you know push somebody into a, a certain circumstance, um, or they just showed up that way, based on some past issues. Yeah, and that's what I think. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like tragic beauty to some of that stuff um and uh i think that because of the way that life unfurls for people i think i think people can relate to that a lot more easily than uh the the pure you know the like yeah, at the end of the day all of us i think we we aspire to be jedi but we're not. No. You know? But we're not Sith either. 
Are you sure about that? Well, I don't know. I try not to be. Uh, but I think that there is this middle ground, and I think that's why people understand the anti-hero. I think that's mm-hmm. why people relate to, you know, I'm 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 doing something might not be the most professional or the best thing possible to do, but I got a good reason for it. I got my reasons. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Totally. Oh, I'm so excited. Beyond excited. Well, we've now talked for 45 minutes about how we love this so much. Are you sure? I'm positive because I'm looking at it right now. Um, but I will say, I think we're going to have another little warm up right before this launches. And you told me earlier it's the 12th of November. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe we know a time yet, um, but we will let you know as soon as possible what that time is. We're going to give you another little quick prediction episode, a little bit more excitement, see how we feel. And then yeah, maybe it goes like some theories of, of what's going to happen, who's who, and how things are going to be. What their character is going to do. Yeah. Where we, where we, because there's a lot everything. of Easter eggs and stuff in the trailer. So, oh, yeah. You totally. said it's been a while since you've seen it, so we should watch it and pick it apart a little bit. Oh, yeah, totally. Trailer breakdown? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that for the next one. Everyone um, will hear how wrong we are. Yeah, right? We're like, <laughs> oh, awkward. This is on here forever. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, honestly, I think everyone's really excited about it. I think, you like you said, this is definitely the flagship for Disney+. Plus. So, really, I think everyone's excited not only for Star Wars, but also to see like how this platform and what they're going to bring to it. Like, honestly, like no one fucking wants another Peacock, like whatever NBC's streaming platform is like, okay, whatever, take your streaming platform and go show it over your ass. I want Netflix. I love the originals. Like they're doing a lot of good. I'm concerned for that, you know, because there's a lot of stuff going away from it. There's even some stuff on Hulu that I really, really like. But, like, Disney has a real opportunity to bring a lot of stuff that it's, like, is definitely, like, a niche that needs to be filled, in my opinion. And I'm excited for it. Well, that's it. what I was saying. I was, like, if I'm a gambling man, that's why I would put money on Netflix. Because they're going to dip. But I have absolutely every faith. Themselves, I, yeah, I have yeah. every ounce of faith in them with all of their original series that they're doing that they're going to bounce back. 100%. So money in the bank. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, I think Disney's – I think Disney Plus is going to – it's going to revolutionize the entertainment industry just because of the size of the, I mean, like the number of shows that they're coming out with. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it really is. And I I think this to Netflix's credit is something that they've definitely, I mean, it's not like they coined having original series because like every company has original stuff, but like really for streaming platforms, having something that's creative only on that, it's not made for, traditional broadcast tv it's not made for a movie it's this own unique thing binging i'm really excited for that i mean um and you know we have apple um apple tv that's coming out that they're doing a couple things like this we have disney launching the same time frame like literally the same month and then we have whatever netflix is going to do reactionary to that like i'm really excited like i honestly think this is like never been a better time to be alive for entertainment like it's pretty freaking awesome. I mean, yeah. we're not having to worry about talkies. Yeah. Well, I mean, then again, we did have the ending of Game of Thrones we had to live through. But yeah, you let's know, not talk about that. Whatever. We moved on. <laughs> Everything's fine. 
But uh, with that, I think we're going to end the podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. Um, once again, my name's Corey, and this is Maddie B. And we are 100% loving The Mandalorian so far, even though it hasn't come out. Just the trailers <laughs> and the sneak peeks and all the cast. Um, but as soon as it launches on November 12th, we will be doing a full breakdown podcast. That is as soon as we can afterwards and launching it the following day. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you check out everything else that we're doing because there's a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, Perfectly Honest Podcast is made in Alaska and we have a lot of great content for you guys. But with that, may the force be with you. Adios, folks. Adios.